0: Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts, Adam Drummond and Mark McEmoyle talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome back to our exciting opportunity in which we interview school and district leaders across the country as they work to lead change in education and Mark and I are joined by Dr. Matthew Joseph and uh, Dr. Joseph is the director of curriculum instruction and assessment in a school district in Massachusetts. So we want to give Dr. Joseph an opportunity to introduce himself, tell a little bit about the district and where you're at. So welcome, Matthew. Thanks.
1: I'm thrilled to be here. I've seen all the great work that you're doing and and the both of you do with the podcast that I'm just psyched to be here. I'm honored. I am a district administrator. I've been uh, for the past two years working as the curriculum instruction director in Leicester, Massachusetts, It's about 40 minutes west of Boston. Uh, Before that, I was also working at the district level for the director of innovation and digital instruction. Um, So for the last five years, I've been a district level administrator and before that for 11 years worked as an elementary school principal in two different districts. So it's been great to have that opportunity to have some school leader uh, experience and then take that into a district level.
2: Dr. Joseph, this is Mark McElroy here. Thanks for being on the podcast. We're excited. Um, and I just want to share, you know, I, I follow you on social media and I get a sense that you are really, really big in connecting educators across the country and professional learning networks. Can you tell, tell us a little bit of where that passion comes from? Um, and and how you deliberately bring people together?
1: Uh, Sure. I mean, I'm going to have to go way back, well, way back for me, at least back to 93, around there when I went to Springfield College here in Massachusetts, Um, birthplace of basketball, by the way. And at Springfield College, the first thing that when you walk on campus, all the freshmen go a week early, and we got these beanies, and we have, like, special orientation leaders. And for one week, it was just making us feel welcome. And i've made friends in my original orientation group there's 15 males and 15 females and we just spend the week together just learning where to go what where the food services everything you would need so when school started you felt like you had a mini you know at then we didn't have as many buzzwords as we do now but essentially a mini pln before we started and some of those friends i made on that first week of school i still connect with every day and through that, it gave me a confidence as an 18 year old student going off to school that carried through and kind of when I became a principal to jump forward a little bit, it was a similar it was a similar feeling where I had never that was a position I'd never had elementary school. There's really not a lot of assistant principal. So you go from teacher to principal and I needed to find a way to connect to the staff so the school didn't have a mascot, we didn't have a nickname. So that was the first thing I did was like, let's become something. And we were the Hill Roberts. It was Hill Roberts Elementary School. We became the Hill Roberts Huskies, and that became a way for us to connect. And I found that, at least for me, the way I was able to connect and form relationships was through other methods than what I was there for. Meaning I didn't come in to say I'm a great curriculum specialist. I'm a great instructor. I came in to say, let's build a bond that unifies us. And I think that's carried me through the school level leadership and now the district level leadership. And it really helped as this pandemic came on to say, all right, these are these are things I like to do. And when the pandemic hit in March, I said, well, I have to, I'm working, I'm working from home. So let's do a Friday PD every week called it the remote learning nugget. I did it for my district and was tweeting out, as you said, I try to share to to give other people ideas because I've learned a lot from other people. So it's time to give back too. And some followers like, hey, do you mind if we join? By the end, we had about 400 people either signed up to, sometimes we had 200 on there, sometimes we had 10. It didn't matter, every Friday at one we joined in and I was like, wow, Hmm. really just through hitting tweet, like writing a tweet and sending out and just power Hmm. of connecting to support educators and having something that was consistent.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, as we've seen this global pandemic, I think, we've seen people crave that connection. And I think now more than ever, as we're coming into the holiday break, we've really seen where folks have missed that. And I appreciate, you know, what not only what you're doing in your district, but how you're connecting intentionally through social media and maybe share a little bit around maybe how those connections via social media have really transformed for you, your professional and personal, um, experience in the midst of global pandemic.
1: Absolutely. And I know before we, we started going live, we talked a lot about social, emotional and, and teachers well-being. And one of the connections that uh, started online was with a friend of mine, Brett Shalakis, who actually lives in Australia. So we knew we weren't going to see each other for a while. And we used to see each other about twice a year at events. And we, you know, the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, what did we do? We sat and we ate. We didn't get out. We didn't move. And we're like, this isn't too good for either of us. So we kind of started to get out and walk together because our time zones were so off. He would walk and post some things when he did. I was sleeping Then I'd wake up, reply to him and, and walk and yeah. and do the same. And from there, we're like, anyone else want to join in? And we started the Twitter group. It's, you know, the walking ed. And we have about, you know, almost 2000 followers. Now that every day we're posting something about walking, getting out, education and from all over the globe because he has a following in australia and you know i have connections here and it became something where people felt a sense of community to stay well to stay healthy to get out and walk to take a picture we had you know on wednesdays we made wags wednesdays you posted your dog you, and it became like a fun thing to do um that was a little bit more lighthearted and but fun to do but another way i started to connect online for my own growth, my own knowledge was starting to do some work around equity with the MASED. And I have a couple of great friends, Basil Marin, who just got his doctorate degree. So Dr. Basil Marin, uh, Dennis Griffin, and Craig Martin, who's with me on the ASCD board, and I asked them to, to you know help me through some of the challenges I would have as a you know 49-year-old white male leader in some of the trying times that were happening in March, April, May. And we started to just go online and, and have conversations live. Like, this is what it looks like to having these conversations. And it's morphed into having almost monthly webinars with MASDG. We have actually one coming up today. And for me, it, it, it helped to show that vulnerability that you talked about, that I don't have all the answers. But together, in the connections we make, we can support
2: each other. Dr. Joseph, when I hear that, I think about a term that we used to use in instructional coaching, and I know you had kind of a, a stint there in instructional coaching, and it's humble inquiry. I think for our leaders there of, of just realizing when they're curious about something, to have the confidence to take a learner stance and present themselves as a learner and and, and then surround themselves with people that want to learn. It's, it can be a powerful um, a powerful experience.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's what it was, where, again, it wasn't to say I had a big following, but uh, people you know, knew who I was, they knew I was a leader, and to say I'm gonna show them it's okay to to go out and talk about this and show that vulnerability was something that I think increased those connections and had other people chiming in. And we've even morphed into the connections where we were doing a webinar style. And now we're gonna have breakout rooms and have conversations so we can bring more people's voices in. So those connections um through social media gets the word out there. Like I can't make 700 phone calls (laughs) or connect with people in that capacity, but this way we can bring people together in one psychologically safe kind of event where we can have those conversations and all leave, walk away with something different.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point. And as you think about the work and the connections you're making across the networks and social media, how does that now come back and, and work with you and your leadership role in your district?
1: Because I think for me, what I, I use this phrase a lot, like let's look outside the zip code. And and by that, it, we're not really locked into the brick and mortar collaboration where we drive to a school, sit in a staff meeting in a big room that people have amazing ideas. I, I, I learn something every day just by logging in, or joining a Twitter chat. And I think how I've been able to locally bring this information back was to, to share it. You know, I I send out an update every Sunday to the district. Like, here's some things i learned, here's some people to follow, here's some connections. And our district is now starting to gravitate to that. They're signing up for things, they're following different people. And having that kind of leadership style of very being open and almost like a buffet of things, someone's going to take something from it positively and, and learn from it. Because I can't, I can't really know what everybody needs without asking all 300 and some staff members. But what I can do is say, here's, here's 10 things
2: every week and, and someone's going to find something in there. Yeah, hey, don't you think it has to do with like flattening the walls? Like technology is the alter, you know, the ultimate accelerator to flattening the walls between that sharing. I mean, right here in Minnesota, we're we're really trying to connect our entire state. So small districts, large districts, middle-sized district, male, female, leaders of color, white. It, I mean, we're trying to just lower the barriers so that we can have a free flow of information. And I think that's what um, really at the core what your work's doing, isn't it?
1: It is, and I think besides you know flattening the walls, it's also showing commonalities that. We mm. have things in common that we didn't know before because we use social media in a way to post things, you know, depending on the avenue. You know, Facebook, you did a lot about more personal families, Twitter, a little bit more kind of professional. And now what we're seeing is like, oh, I know a lot about that. This, you know, and this educator I've connected with in Hawaii, we have very similar interests, and we've been just connecting using Twitter DM. And I would have never been able to do that before. And I think finding those commonalities, but not only the commonalities, where the gaps are in your work. I won't even say your leadership, but in the work, I had some gaps that I wanted to fill. And I found some, you know, people to follow and, and learn from them. I don't you know. Adam wouldn't bring it up, but when we met, I was moving into an instructional role and I used his book and I follow him and, and a lot of the work they do because that was a gap for me that I did at an elementary level, but I, I needed some strategies at a district level. So I think not only finding those commonalities, it's finding what you need in your personal growth. And you can go out and find it without having to go to your boss, without going to a workshop or something and say, this is a blog that I gravitate to and, and I like to read and and I can learn on my own.
0: I think that's a really great point. And, you know, for our listeners, you know, obviously some folks connect really well, some struggle. Um, What advice would you give to somebody who maybe is newer in the social media realm? And what would you tell them to do?
1: I would start by casting a wide net, but narrowing it very quickly because it's like drinking from a fire hose where if you try to join every Twitter chat or you try to read every blog or listen to every podcast, um what it's going to be is become white noise and you're going to hear a cycle of a lot of the same things and it's not going to connect with you so i like to find a few twitter chats that i like and i just visit every week or podcasts like like this one or um others i won't just pinpoint one or two but there's three or four that i listen to religiously because they connect with me but i had to listen to many that i think are great but it just wasn't a connection for me. So I think the first step is cast a wide net, have a lot of connections out there, but whittle down the things that are important to you for your growth um, in a short period of time.
2: Dr. Joseph, that's pretty powerful because it's, it's really being in tune and having self-awareness of how we want to grow and realizing that we've got real time learning underneath our nose and our access. If we of course have the privilege to have access. Um, but, but, that, but that's helped. That's helped uh, a lot. Can
1: I share um, one more tip for that? So depending yeah. on your role as well, where, you know, I'm in a district role and there's a lot of chats that are, I don't want to say just for teachers, but are very focused on classroom settings. Like, you know, crazy PLN, I, I try to attend on Saturday morning. It's very teacher focused. If I don't go and see what teachers are talking about, I can't. Mm. And and vice versa, like Sat Chat on Saturday morning, 730 is very leadership based for building district leaders. But if teachers don't at least go and see what the principals are talking about, it becomes a us and them conversation. So another piece is whatever your role is, find one chat that is a whole different role that you have but you can see what they're talking about. I like to see what the teachers are talking about. I like to see some of the strategies that they use for behavior management, some of the things that don't work and that do work so that I have that lens as well. Not just go to the things that I can like pat myself on the back and say, yeah, I
2: do that. Oh, I do that too. I feel great about myself. Yeah, that is really powerful for our listeners. And that's something new that they haven't heard in our series is just make sure you get use, use social media, get outside of that echo chamber. Right. And um, I mean, I, from a communications perspective, I follow a lot of uh, communication director chats uh, because it's something I want to learn and, and grow in myself. So that's just great advice. Um, Adam, before, before we wrap it up and you're so good at kind of pinpointing a lot of the wisdom in our podcast, I have to give you a hard time, Dr. Joseph. Okay. I'm
1: ready. ready, ready are you that. ready for this? That
2: I, back. I take taking a learner stance and being a Canadian, I um, When you said uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, the birthplace of basketball, I had to Google that because, you know, as a a Canadian, Dr. James Naismith, uh, who is Canadian, um, I always connected him to the birth of uh, basketball, but I now see that he was associated to Springfield. Yeah, and that's what the Basketball
0: Hall of Fame is as well. Yeah, I had no idea. So thank you very much. <laughs> Mark, you've learned so many things tonight. It's always great to see your horizons growing. Mark. Hey, we
2: got some Canadian <laughs> listeners. I had to make sure we got that in there. No, that, I'm
0: glad
1: That's
2: because fantastic.
0: I
1: just signed with a, a group from Canadian group Codebreakers with Brian Aspinall.
2: Oh, nice! Congratulations! Yeah, that happened That's just awesome. this
1: week. That's who's going to be publishing my new book.
2: Congratulations! Awesome. And what's that topic of uh, that the book power of
0: connections? Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Very appropriate. Yeah, that for our was a great lead so, in. So, Matthew, one last question because uh, when this airs, it will be the, the first podcast of 2021. And I'd love for you to tell our listeners what's the number one thing they need to do this year um, as they start this new 2021 school year? That's,
1: that, that's, that's a lot to put on my shoulders, but I'm okay with that. I would I know, say. But... I would say lead through the windshield, not the rear view mirror, and, and really look forward. And we can't control what happened, but we can control where we go. Nobody would have signed up for the last nine, 10 months, but what are we going to do moving forward? And... Moving forward, we get to create a new narrative. We get to create things that work. We get to really put our stamp on this profession in in instruction and student learning. So I would say lead through the, the windshield moving forward. Look forward.
0: That's great. And, you know, I think that's such an important piece as we turn this corner into a new year. I think everybody's hoping for, for new normals to come back. And, and the reality is, is I think we're setting a path down a, a completely different route for education. And now is the time for us to look in, look through the windshield and to really design and develop our own way to get there. And so, you know, for our listeners, two things for you to do. One is definitely follow Dr. Joseph. His Twitter handle is MatthewXJoseph. And then the second thing is to create that power of connectivity. Please feel free to share this podcast with others, tag your friends, and let's continue to grow in this leadership opportunity. Uh, Dr. Joseph, it's been a pleasure. We're so grateful that you gave us some time today for our listeners, and we wish you the best as we move into 2021.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thank you,
2: Adam. Thank you, sir.
0: Thanks for joining another exciting episode of Lead Change in Education, where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can use the hashtag leadchangeed to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast, as well as the work that we do each and every day. Until next time, be the change you wish to lead in your schools.